0: on and plan the sequel cause that's face it, baby these days you gotta have a sequel ah!
1: and welcome back to microqueers to bi-weekly queer horror
0: short roundup and I'm Joe and I'm Trace and this week we are talking till Kleinert's bullies Village from twenty eleven, which uh, is kind of a ghost tale, but maybe not. I mean, it, it's kind of how you interpret it, right? <laughs>
1: oh yes yeah it almost wants to have it both ways and i kind of appreciate that but uh folks if you haven't seen the short so it is the boys village was once a holiday home for coal miners sons boasting a pool sports yards and even a chapel of its own not much remains of its former glory though shattered glass and debris are all over the place graffiti on the walls There are countless trap falls and opportunities for injury. This is a parent's nightmare, and yet it can be heaven on earth for a certain kind of child. It more or less is for Kevin. He has been 11 years old for quite some time now. Has it been years or decades?
0: I did not read that log line before watching this short film. No,
1: I actually think that that's way too spoilery for what this short is.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted, it makes me think that that uh, Kleiman, uh, I'm sorry, Kleiman, kleinert doesn't want like an open interpretation to the film, but, or, or unless he wasn't the one that wrote that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. That is the official description on the Peccadillo pictures, uh, who I'm guessing is maybe the people who released this or who have made it available online.
0: Right, right, right. But yeah, I mean, I, we've got about a 20 minute short um, that features, you know, uh, Benjamin Thorne as our little Kevin, uh, just kind of wandering the rubble of this village. And, mm-hmm. you know, it is queer. It, it was part of an a anthology series called Boys on Film 10, which sounds more porny than it is. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it very much reminds me of the VHS tapes I used to find in my uncle's, uh, uh oh, hidden stash. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, uh, this is a pretty well-regarded series
1: mm-hmm. that collects shorts from all over the world. It's, uh, how you and I watched, uh, Carter Smith's Bug Crush back in the day. That was another installment, um... And some of them are genre, some of them are just drama, some of them are romantic. So if you're ever interested in queer shorts, I actually yeah. highly recommend this series because it'll give you a good smattering. And a lot of those people have actually gone on to make features kind of like Mr. Kleinhardt, who we'll be discussing again next week when we talk about his feature, The Samurai. Uh,
0: yeah, this is, um. I mean, it's it's um a bit of a slow short. Yeah, it really, a lot of this really is spent following uh, Kevin just kind of, walking around, watching this gang of vandals kind of come in on his territory. You don't really know where it's going. Like, what is the rising action here outside if he's trying to make some kind of connection with Andrew McQueen's Alex? But it's very much like a, I don't know, like a mood piece almost.
1: Yeah, like it's almost portrait of a lonely boy. I think at one point you hear him mention that he's waiting for someone to come and pick him up. And as the short goes on, you realize, oh, you know, as cued by the description, oh, maybe he's been waiting for a very, very long time and he's actually haunting this place. But for the most part, you're right. It's just kind of like, oh... The boy's almost a bit of a latchkey. He entertains himself. He makes dolls for friends. He has this active imagination. And to me, it was very reminiscent of a lot of queer boys who have difficulty connecting with other people. They don't make friends easily. And I've had a lot to connect with there. And even the idolizing of an attractive older boy who is maybe not a good suit for you, who you should probably steer clear of, and yet you can't deny the attraction.
0: Okay, so like a literalization of the feeling you have when you're kind of like a preteen uh, mm-hmm. coming to terms with your sexuality type thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can I can definitely see that. And what I do like about this too is, I mean, it is very much obviously a queer short. I mean, at least as far as yeah. we know, Kevin is is queer. We don't mm-hmm. really know about Alex. Yeah. But it, again, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, like he is queer, but it's not like the f- shortest being like, look, queerness, boom, 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 boom. It just, it's just a part of who he is mm-hmm. and plays into how he interacts with Alex.
1: Yeah. Because I I actually think that you could read this as he's experimenting. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. know his feelings. He's interested in this boy. Alex is presented as different from the other members of this group like they all kind of seem to be a little bit hoodlums they're yeah. breaking shit they're spray painting but when we see alex you know he takes that moment to move the doll out of the way so that he can sit in the tire and you're you think oh maybe he's a little more sensitive maybe he's a little bit more emotional maybe he's a different kind of boy
0: yes yes he's uh light the loafers <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
1: How appropriate for a short that seems to be set in, is it Wales or Wales, somewhere? Wales. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm,
0: for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, so, I, you know, we have kind of this, uh, we have uh, Alex with his friend who is a girl who uh, ditches him when she gets scared and then he proceeds to masturbate by this trash can fire.
1: Yeah. Uh, teenage boys. It's like, mm-hmm. I just want to get my rocks off. And if I can't get it with a live human being next to me, then I guess I'll just settle for jacking by the fire. Pretty
0: much. Yes. And uh, it's really kind of like the final like eight or so minutes where it's like, okay, so like he walks around. uh, Kevin goes to like kind of follow him. And then, of course, is when we get the kind of reveal of sorts where it's like, oh, Alex can't see Kevin. Yes, because Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's presumably dead.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's the way you're meant to read it until, of course, the very end of the short when it seems like all of a sudden Alex is the one who's dead and Kevin is the one who's alive as he gets picked up and whisked away.
0: You know, it's interesting. Like, I, I kind of like read through the comments on this YouTube video, which is something I've never really done a lot before because I think my brain has trained me not to read comments. Um,
1: uh, probably in your own self-defense,
0: yeah. But but a lot of them, I mean, obviously people that were seeking this out and like looking for something like this, so mm-hmm. there were a lot of very like thoughtful comments and like yeah. even people like trying to to uh, interpret it and people mm-hmm. offering their own opinions, which I, I found really fascinating again for just a youtube comments board but um i mean yeah what do you make of this ending so you know he um kevin kisses alex i'm sorry kevin kind of lures alex to this wall where whispers are coming from and of course you're kind of like oh well i guess his Uh body's in there yeah that's what i thought too and then he kisses him and alex like basically falls through the wall Mm -hmm. with i mean i i with kevin's body because we see the bones the skull and everything at the end but then it's like kevin takes his place in the land of the living almost or do you view it as like kevin moving on to like the next afterlife or whatever when he gets in the car
1: i mean maybe yeah i'll confess i i didn't try to do a lot of analysis as to what the end means if only because i was so emotionally invested in the short like i really like it as a bit of a mood piece and i like the swap in the roles but i didn't kind of pause to decipher oh does that mean that uh, kevin was actually alive the whole time and it may be it was alex who was dead like the fact that this this area that they're hanging out in is almost like a dead village right? right um this idea that they could be spirits themselves. They could just be interacting with spirits. Like there's, there's a lot going on here, even though I would argue that the short is actually relatively simple and straightforward, but I mm-hmm. liked that ambiguity because I could see people making arguments for a multiplicity of different interpretations about like, so what exactly does this ending mean?
0: And that that's literally just me being like, well, I, cause again, you know, me and my literal brain, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I What does it mean? (laughs) I I need an answer. Somebody tell me. (laughs) But no, I mean, but in your defense, yes. If you look at it as a mood piece, yeah, this is more a short that's meant to make you kind of feel something Mm -hmm. and not like go through mental gymnastics to like piece together the narrative because the narrative here is slim, not non-existent. It's just slim.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I think so much more of it. And that's why if you don't get into the short in the first couple of minutes, like it's maybe not a good fit for you mm-hmm. because so much of it is just sitting with the weight of walking around this dead place and setting out rocks along the side of the pool. And if you're just kind of like, yeah, cool. Move it along. Like if you're plot driven, this is not a good short for you, but then it also throws so much of you, it throws so much at you in those last couple of minutes that it's like, oh, okay, are we changing the tone? Like, I mean, what's happening? Even here?
0: the opening scroll, which kind of again explains what this village is like, the mm-hmm. the, the specific phrasing was like, uh, you know, it opened in 1925, but it served as a summer camp for sons from families in the South Wales Coalfield to be free. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I, I again, like, I was kind of like, well, that's a weird mm. phrasing. So, like, yes. I mean, yeah, it's it's I'm assuming Coalfield is like coal families, or maybe maybe it's not coal mining people. I don't really know. (laughs) It could be, yeah. But again, like specifically for the sons of these families to go and Mm -hmm. be free. So it's like, okay, was this like a 1925 deprogramming camp? Is that what we're talking about here?
1: Also, maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'll confess, the first time I saw this when I was adding it to the list, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think that the bones were um, Kevin's at the end. Mm. I took that to just be, oh, these are the bones of other boys that have been walled up. And so there's like dead secrets and ghosts lurking because of that. I mean, if you believe that, Kevin has been dead the whole time then yeah I think it's an easier read to say those are his bones and that's why he was always attracted to that space that's why he laid flowers at the doorstep you know but you could also see that as it's a bit of a protection spell to keep the spirits at bay because that does look like a very dark arch right
0: right yeah I mean yes well, I, I saw some people throwing around ideas that was like, oh, like, you know, where he's laying down the flowers is where he died. Like, maybe right. his body is down the basement stairs. And, yeah. Or maybe it's where, um, like, one, his best friend died when he was back there.
1: Right. And I, I like that you can say all of that and there's no kind of certainty. Like, the ambiguity is part of the appeal for me, for sure. Yeah.
0: For sure. And I mean, it's definitely something for me where I'm like, okay, like, I'm glad that I got to watch Your Samurai before watching this. And listeners, Your Samurai is, of course, yes, the film uh, by, by Planet that we're covering later this week. But it kind of deals with very similar themes where it's like, hmm. oh, like, it's not giving you easy answers, even though there's a lot of, there's some very obvious interpretations that you could get from it and maybe some not so obvious interpretations. And so I think, you know, if you're planning on listening to Your Samurai, like, this is going to be a good primer for what you're going to get with that film. Yes. Yeah. But would you watch a full-length version of this? Uh, I would. I think it would
1: need a little bit more meat on the bones. Like, I think it'd be interesting to unpack the history of this boy's village in greater detail and maybe offer a few more clues as to the nature of the camp and if there were other boys there. Yeah. And then you could still dovetail into this kind of present-day uh and, and connect the dots and suggest that there's something happening across two time periods.
0: Yeah, the vibes I was getting from at least in the location, were um, very much like the orphanage or yes. um, maybe even Pan's Labyrinth if we're doing like kind of back and forth with time or like even mm-hmm. going to like, you know, a child's mind of what, like this, their fantasy world of sorts. Um, yeah. I-, I could see something like that emerging from this. Although I- I'm sure there would be the, uh, the impulse to explain things as opposed to leave it ambiguous
1: yeah i mean i think unless you and you if you go something like pan's labyrinth or the orphanage that's a good way to do it where there are answers but there's also some of the sadness some of the trauma like there's there's still more left uh like you leave the theater uneasy as a result
0: yeah i agree it's kind of like where it's like teetering the line between like genre because it's like oh, i mean again like you know this is I wouldn't necessarily call this short a horror short, despite the fact that it is ghosts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, again, it's teetering that line very well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, listeners, uh, let us know what you thought of Boy's Village. And, uh, you know, d- what are your interpretations? Because again, I love covering films like this just because I like to hear what other people's like thoughts are on it and, like what they interpret the ending to be. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, All right. Well, uh, that will conclude this week's MicroQueers. So I think on that note, we can cross out Boy's Village
1: and Caruso Microquiz.